Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Greetings. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Our guest this week is Dave from Indiana, Indianapolis to be more specific. And that's about as far as we'll go in providing personal details about this week's guest. Uh, They're not really necessary, however. You know him better as at NASCAR Chasm. That's his Twitter handle. He is a NASCAR humorist who started out poking fun at things via social media several years ago. It became enormously popular, popular enough that it morphed into a actual full-time job for our friend Dave. Uh, at NASCAR Chasm, as his byline is known, he, d- he now does content for NASCAR.com, which amusingly describes him as a freelance troll they found on the internet and gave him a job because they felt bad for him. Dave, or NASCAR Chasm, of course, isn't offended by that. It reflects the essence of his acerbic, biting wit that has made him popular among fans, drivers, and media alike. It was actually Brad Kozlowski who helped Dave get his big break when he mentioned on national television during his 2012 championship media tour that he, Brad Kozlowski, was a big fan of at NASCARcasm, and things just took off from there. So I really enjoyed doing this with Dave. He's, he's a funny guy, uh, but even more so than that, he's, just, he's a good guy. He's a fun guy to hang out with. Uh, he has some really amusing stories about how and why he ended up where he is, along with the lines he sometimes has to walk with his humor. And there's also a poignant tale toward the end that I think is worth sticking around for. Uh, again, this is a little different than some of our most recent podcast guests which have tended to steer toward stars and personalities of NASCAR. There's been a lot of general stress and unease in the world lately, and these are very tense times in the Sprint Cup Series as well. It's heading into the final race of the round of 16 at Dover International Speedway this weekend. So think of this as a lighthearted antidote to what often can seem incessantly serious headlines, and I'll plead guilty as being complicit in that, as you'll hear me mention during this podcast, I am not funny. I am overly serious and stiff. I'm aware of that. It's another reason why it was great to spend some time with Dave. So I'm offering up this conversation with Dave, again, aka at NASCAR Chasm, as a 45-minute escape from reality that I hope you'll find enjoyable. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. If you're hearing us via iTunes, please leave a rating or review, or please subscribe or have your friends subscribe. That really helps us out. There are many other options for finding us. Audioboom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. As I mentioned, NASCAR will be in Dover with Sprint Cup and Xfinity Series this weekend. You'll find NBCSN is the home to watch Sprint Cup qualifying, as well as coverage of the Xfinity and Sprint Cup races this weekend at Dover. Uh, And as a reminder that beyond being able to watch those on NBCSN, all of our NASCAR coverage always is available for streaming via the NBC Sports app. You can download that to your tablet or smartphone or watch on your laptop. So now let's get to the conversation with Dave at NASCAR Chasm, which we taped at NBC Sports Charlotte 
on Monday, August 29th. Okay, ground rules first, I suppose. Am I allowed to refer to you by your, your first name? Uh, yeah, you could. Ref- you know, the <laughs> Twitter handle, Nate, is so remarkably unpronounceable that it's just so much easier to give people a one-syllable name. So, uh, yeah, just call me Dave from here on okay, out. I don't think right. that really, you know, there, uh, from what I understand, uh, there's a lot of Daves in this world, and so we're not really <laughs> narrowing, so narrowing it down, so it's all good. Okay. NASCAR chasm isn't that hard to pronounce, I think, though. Um, it's, well, it depends on who you ask, really. Um, one of the, uh, the first times it ever got mentioned on television was, uh, it was Brad Keselowski. Yes, it was. Who said, uh, there's this guy, I don't know his name, it's like NASCAR Gasm or something. <laughs> and at that point, I, I kind of sort of realized how unpronounceable the handle kind of was. And I was like, oh, I really should have thought this through better. But, oh, well, regardless. <laughs> I, I think it worked out okay. That actually is, is on my list of things to ask you about that, that, mm-hmm. in, that, I, would, I almost said infamous, but really I should say famous <laughs> appearance by Brad Keselowski on the date, like the right in the aftermath of his championship. I think uh, was when he he said that you were one of his favorites on. I think it was on SportsCenter or something to that fact, right? Uh, yes, it was. It was uh, it, it was rather crazy because I I vividly recall the moment where um, yeah he had just won the championship and he was doing the uh, the, the post uh, championship junket on and for that the champion does obviously. And uh, I was going through I, – I recall this. I was going through a car wash. Yes. And I get a text from uh, Jeff Gluck, uh, USA – who's My down in USA colleague, Today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was like, holy crap, it was the text. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going through a car wash, dude. What? And he's like, are you watching SportsCenter right now? <laughs> and, and I'm and like, what am I missing? I'm going through a car wash right now. And so, you know, at that point, I'm like – willing this car wash to get my car through. I'm like, come on, clear coat, do whatever, spot free, get out. I need to check Sports Center. And uh he had uh he then sent me the video clip of uh Brad mentioning the handle as his favorite person to follow on Twitter. And um I mean that that was really surreal. That was I mean it's it's really sort of uh um really hard to describe, you know, something that just started on a lark mm-hmm. and uh suddenly you're getting uh, mentioned by the champion on Sports Center. A little surreal. I don't think it's deserved, but I still thank Brad for that. So that was in uh, around November of 2012, and I was looking the other day. You started this account on. I don't know how often you go back and look at this, but <laughs> naturally, I had to like do a little bit of Twitter stalking here. Oh, that's fine. June 18th, 2010, was the first tweet sent by NASCAR Chasm. So about two and a half years from when you started from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> that's Thanks right, Brad Drake. Kislowski. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so did your did your Twitter followers like immediately like skyrocket, spike because of that? Kislowski mentions that. What, what sort of? You feel like that was the breakthrough? I guess. Yeah, I mean that that was a big one. Certainly, um, it uh, you know had kind of gradually picked up steam a little bit to the point where, you know when you start these things out, you never know how long they're going to last or you know, why you're even doing it. You know, there's not much, there's not much, I don't know, pre-planning thought that goes into starting a Twitter (laughs) account. There's really not. It's just a dumb little thing you do on some random day in June. Yeah. And then suddenly when it gets to, uh, yeah, that point, and then, you know, Brad, who not only mentions you on SportsCenter, but very, very perfectly pronounces it and kind of sort of enunciates (laughs) the handle so that people can get on there and find it. Um, yeah, I'd say that was that was like kind of sort of the big one, you know. But um, you know, before that, you know, things had happened where um, uh, you know, like Jeff Gluck, who's with SB Nation at the time, he's like, "Hey, why don't you start doing little things for us?" Um, same with uh, uh, Mike Kalinoff, who had started Popular Speed at that point. You know, people right. were, you know, kind of sort of uh, asking you to contribute here and there. So, I mean, th- th- there's been a lot of them, but uh, you know, obviously, if you get mentioned on Sports Center, that's a pretty big deal. So. Right. Uh, so yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen again, Nate. So I really had to wallow in that one. <laughs> so setting the scene uh, back then, Dave, uh, when you started the account, you were you were living in Indiana, you still are living in Indiana. Again, mm-hmm. hopefully not divulging too many details <laughs> of your personal life. Oh, yeah, way to go! People are going to be googling yeah, Dave obviously. in Indiana now. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's going to lead them right to your <laughs> right door. to me. Yeah, um, you were working as a as a graphic designer. That's that correct. Right? Okay. All right. uh, yeah, pretty much. I uh, I went to Indiana University, majored in journalism. 
Um, and uh, I've, I've already checked. You can't return those journalism degrees for a refund. I've already asked. <laughs> okay. Like this, you know, I, I've, I've I'll tried tell to go. Bob Pockers and Dustin Long, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to go back to the registrar, registrar's office with my journalism degree and be like, I'm sorry, this thing isn't working. Yeah. Uh, can I get a refund or credit for something else? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we worked in uh, yeah, at various newspapers throughout Indiana, one in Illinois, just doing uh, graphic design work, print production, graphic, you know informational graphics stuff like that right and um uh during that time you know decided hey let's try this twitter thing out and then gradually more and more at the uh job i was at before uh getting on with nascar digital media i noticed that the twitter account was suddenly taking up more and more of my time to the point where i really hope my former employer isn't listening because they'll <laughs> soon learn how much t- work i did for nascar on the clock right. you know what i mean right. for them so so thank you. I appreciate that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of funny at that point where I realized, holy cow, I'm, you know, like, I'm on the clock for this job, but I'm messing around with this Twitter thing so much, I feel like I should almost pay them back. Right, you know? right. I, I never did. <laughs> it's okay. We won't. Yeah. I, I'm sure no one thinks any less of you because of that. Yeah, um, so the awkwardness ended when you essentially were hired by NASCAR. Was, is it NASCAR.com that essentially? Uh, yes, it? NASCAR Digital Media. Okay. And that yeah. was when? That was the topic was broached, I think, a couple of years ago uh, at the Brickyard, and then um, finally came through fruition at the end of that year. Okay. And um, yeah, then we hopped on after that, and it's been, like I said, pretty surreal ever since. Just getting to be a, I, you know, it's it's kind of funny when you get asked, "Hey, what? I, I understand you work for NASCAR Digital Media. What, what is your job?" That was my next question. What do you tell people you do, Dave? I don't know. I I have <laughs> never had a good answer. It's like. I don't know, professional buffoon troll. <laughs> I don't know what this is exactly. Uh, I don't do business cards because, A, I don't know how to spell my own handle, and, B, I don't know what I'd put on them. So Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're, you're, you're gifted with uh, biting wit, acerbic wit maybe might be a better way of putting it, and, and a, a sense of humor that, that clearly makes people laugh. Um, and you've been doing that for, again, the better part of – uh, six years. And uh, wait, what's it like, I guess, uh, trying to, I, I mean, I'm not funny. I, I'm I'm acutely aware of this fact. Don't when, whenever, I do, short, man. whenever I'm on like a set with like other people, uh, <laughs> such as say Kyle Petty, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of just drives home the fact that like, I'm, I'm a little stiff, man. I'm a little too serious at times. So I don't. I don't have to be funny on a daily basis. Um, th- thank God. You, on the other hand, <laughs> well, it's like you, kind of like part of the job description. Like, uh, how do you how do you go about your day and just come up with things that are that are amusing? Well, I mean, some would argue that neither am I, Nate. I mean, a lot of people would argue <laughs> that neither I would am not I. be among them. Dave. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really just having to look and look for the absurd, look for the bizarre things that are happening here and there, little um, side deals, something that someone naturally normally wouldn't pay attention to, you know, and, you know, I mean, one example, you know, if you're at Talladega, um, you know, everybody knows about the infield and the um, the big one, the uh, pack racing, all that. Um, what's always kind of mesmerized me about Talladega is that one pit stall that has the photo stand over it. And the pit right. bot, the, basically whoever was beneath it, the, they had to crouch. Like you had to hope that if you got that pit stall, you weren't really tall because right. you have to spend – because the pit <laughs> box is set up under this thing and these guys can't see. So it's just right. – you know, like, I mean, try to notice a little minutia like that here and there that, uh, you know, kind of sort of, you know – Cast more of a little bit of a, a wacky light on things. The absurdities of everyday life. Oh yeah, are I present mean, the, and everything. Yeah, there, there's a right. there's a yeah. ton of them out there. There really yeah. are. So um, you just hope to you know pick up on those. You know they and you know they, they don't come flying out all the time. You right. know, but um, it's just again just picking up on things like that. Did so. you did you think like there was kind of I mean. I say like a void there, but like essentially like you started like in this nascent thing this I mean, social media was virtually you know two years old when you started the, the twitter account so it's not like you can necessarily look at it and say oh yeah well i knew that like <laughs> they're obviously as soon as they started twitter i said oh my gosh there obviously needs to be a sardonic uh twitter parody account like, talking about nascar uh, so i'm not i, I don't want to like give you that much credit dave although I, I think like clearly in some ways you're a visionary but 
Um, did, did, did you, did you know immediately, I guess that from the reception you got like, Hey, I might be onto something here. This might be a part of, uh, a, a way to kind of develop or produce media for NASCAR content to use the overused buzzword cliche that, um, <laughs> people might want that NASCAR fans might want. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, part of it was, uh, you know, it's a lot of luck and a lot of timing really. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, I think like I mentioned earlier, you know, there's not a lot of thought or there's no business plan set up right. when you think I'm going to, I mean, you know, there's, there's inanimate object accounts that like 10 pop up daily. There's not a lot of thought that goes into, you know, like here's a business plan. Here's what I will tweet. No, it's just start it, go start right. it and run with it. Um, and if you're lucky enough, people will be kind enough to tolerate, you know, put up with your crap and hopefully find it amusing. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's really all there is to it. And I would say the, I mean, the other part that kind of helped was, you know, when you start out, like you said, however many years ago it was, um, you got in before kind of sort of the internet and social media kind of turned mean right, and not right. as fun to be on, you know? Um, so, cause you know, the further on it's gone, you know, the more you get, you know, people telling you, Oh, you suck. You're not funny. I'm like, a, I know, you know, <laughs> B, I, I, I share the same sentiment. Um, but I mean, that was the part that kind of helped early on too. Right. You know, right. Were you a race fan Dave, from childhood or actually, um, it's kind of funny. I, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of people out there who discuss history and you know how it was back in the SAT seven eighties and all that. I, I didn't start watching until probably the mid to late two thousands, honestly. Okay. And it was my wife actually that got me into it. Huh. Um, it's it's this long bizarre story where she was out in um, Las. It was the year we were getting married. She was out in Las Vegas, and for her bachelorette party, um, all the bachelorettes had left, and she was catching a red eye back that night on Sunday. It just so happened her brother was in town with friends for the Las Vegas race. He had an extra ticket, and um, he's like, "Hey, why don't you come along?" And so she's like, "Okay, fine. I got time to burn before, burn before this red eye flight. Let's just go watch this race," and you know. She kept texting me from like, oh, my God, this is so fun. This is a blast. It's so loud. Oh, my God, this guy, Casey, is so hot. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I'm like, first off, you know, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Second, who's Casey? Um, <laughs> with a and, K or with a C? Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, I think at the time. Um, but uh, so she came back. You know, I just, I just thought it was a lark, you know, one-time yeah. fun thing to do. And then she came back. She actually started watching it every Sunday. And um, so, um, you know, if it's on the TV, I got to sit there. And so I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. Um, Let's pick a guy to follow. I'm from Indiana. Here's this um, uh, cantankerous, um, unshaven dude from Columbus, Indiana. Let's follow him. Yeah, that's my hero. Uh, Yeah, that's my – yeah, exactly. (laughs) And um, then it just kind of sort of snowballed from there um the next year was the uh first race we ever attended at michigan speedway and we i'm sorry michigan international speedway and you know one of the big cliches is you have to go once to really kind of sort of you know get wrapped into it um you know you can only glean so much if you're just watching on tv and so yes after that first one um i you know we're sitting in turn one and um early in the race montoya smacks the wall right by us mm-hmm. and big plume of smoke covers us and I look down and I got like you know little bits of tire on my arm and I just looked at my wife I'm like oh my gosh this is the best you know <laughs> I was like sorry this is better than catching a foul ball right here <laughs> these these tire shards on my arm and um yeah it snowballed from there yeah so did any of those personal experiences inform some of the humor, inform some of the tweets or whatever that you were doing early on? There? Um, I, I wouldn't actually say so because, mm-hmm. um, you know, before that, at that point, you know, I believe we were still in the MySpace, almost Friendster era <laughs> of social media. Yeah. And so you didn't really think of it as a possibility, you know, yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, it was uh, really just going because... You know, it it was it suddenly became our activity. Hey, yeah. you know, let's find a race and go to it. So, yeah, um, yeah it wasn't until later on that you kind of started picking up on the uh, little absurdities here and there. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, so now, as you said, you're you're working for the man, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is which is I would think a little different from where you started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, as two people here sitting at the table with journalism degrees. Uh, we, we know that like there's a saying in our business that um, 
basically that you know the the truth hurts and when you tell the truth sometimes people get mm-hmm. upset so uh you obviously again like from the beginning you had this this great humorous account very biting very humorous and i think some of that was because it was so authentic like what you were reading or what you're seeing was you didn't i guess what i'm saying is you, you don't pull punches which i think is great mm-hmm. um and i think like in your transition to the the new gig you've you've managed to maintain some of that that independence so what, what's that like how, how difficult is that yeah it, it is a little bit to some degree um but uh here's the i said the one thing that i have working in my favor nate is that I have no integrity and I will sell out like so quick. <laughs> so, um, so th- that was kind of you know I'm not not some starving artist type who's gonna you know yeah. But no 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 corporate involvement no you know I'm, I'm not gonna be like a hipster. Um, no, I'll I'll roll over sell out as quick as you know. <laughs> it's a qualifying lap at Michigan, man. I'll tell you. Um, there, I mean, honestly, th- th- there are certain politics. Uh, I'm sorry. Topics that have come up yeah. around the sport, you know, whether they be politics, this or that, um, Confederate flag, all that kind of stuff. And um, the truth is, I mean, these are really sensitive topics. Yes. And even before I was working for NASCAR Digital Media, I wouldn't even touch those things because working for them or not, you know, they're really, really highly sensitive subjects that can get you in a lot of trouble. Right. And um, so I avoided them even before um, just because um, – like I said, of how sensitive they are and how serious uh, people take them. And, you know, I, I, I know what my role is there. That's to be the buffoon, you know, to be the, right. it's, you know, the rodeo clown, basically. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't ask the rodeo clown for his take on certain political issues or this or that. No, you know, seriously. If, um, if there's a gopher on track or a groundhog on track, that's what I get, you know, called about. So, <laughs> so, so it, it, it kind of works out nicely, you know. Not to oversimplify things or make it like too uh, unintentionally like self-referential, but as somebody with a journalism degree, like th- to me, that that kind of helps. Not that like just the educational side of it is is going to get you there, but going to school to study in that field and then working in that field as you did. Uh, provides that training. I mean, did that help in terms of like knowing kind of like what the third rail topics are to sort of avoid with that, that fine line between humor and maybe too controversial to the point of like, Mm -hmm. this is going to get me in trouble. Yeah. I mean, and, and plus just being, I don't know, being on social media in kind of its early days. Yeah. um, As it was, you know, starting to, you know, gain steam and take over, you kind of, you could kind of observe, um, you know, what topics were just, you know, kind of sort of jokes or funny and which ones would really kind of set people over the edge, uh, make people angry cause, you know, and you know, th- this was before the block button was in heavy use. So, um, <laughs> uh, you could kind right. of sort of sense like, you know, from early on, okay, you know, these are the kind of things that can happen if you, you know, run afoul of, of, of somebody, you know, arguments, this or that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's basically just more like, you know, again, if you're the rodeo clown, you know, your role, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. suddenly try to do a, uh, you know, like a, a Bill Maher type thing and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> take some sort of, you know, confrontational, controversial stance on this topic, you right. know? So, right. um, yeah. Let's talk about your process a little bit, Dave. Uh, how much content are you, are you expected to provide each week? What are they looking for? Do, do the tweets still count as content, or, or is it just about supplying NASCAR digital with stuff that they can put on their website? And and how does it work in terms of <laughs> do you have like a planning meeting or a budget meeting to talk about what you're going to be funny about that week? How, how does it? How does the process side of it work? Um, yeah, well, the Twitter account is basically it's just going to be the Twitter account always. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I mean that's my thing. I don't. You know, NASCAR Digital Media does not own or control what I put on that. I don't, you know, I don't, everyone thinks you get paid to tweet. No, I don't. You know, um, mm. it's all the uh, the NASCAR Digital Media stuff. Um, it's really basically at the uh, start of every week, I have a couple regular things that we do, just kind of sort of race wrap up type deals. And then, um, like the it, text from, yeah, that or the That's Facebook yeah. or the gallery, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the rest of the week, it's, there's really no planning meetings. It's, it's basically an email that I send, like, here's what we're doing. And they're like, okay. And it's just <laughs> that simple. Um, work from home, Nate. I tell you what, man, it's, it's, it's a wonderful deal. You don't, uh, there's no supervision at all. And, uh, you get away with a lot. You really do. <laughs> um, and, you know, from that point, it's just, you know, if, 
you know, you're kind of watching, seeing if anything hits social media that week or anything bizarre happens in the race that you can, you know, right. um, hang a joke on. And um, if that doesn't happen, then there's certainly things you can work ahead on. You know, I mean, we got we have stuff this week for the uh, uh, throwback race uh, at Darlington that I did like in May or June, you oh, know, really? okay. just because, you know, uh, why not work ahead a little bit? Right. So, uh, so yeah. No, there's, um, like I said, it, it's basically... You know, at, at the end of every race, you know, you send these two pieces and then you basically just try to think, did anything wacky, weird, bizarre happen that we can kind of sort of uh, ridicule a little bit? And <laughs> you go from there. You know, yeah. it's really uh, not much to it, really. Yeah. So do you uh, so the, the tweets don't have to be approved, but I would think like some of your other work does have to be sort of approved. For, oh, yeah. Oh, know. oh, oh, yeah. Nate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's um, you know, it's it's it, that's for digital media. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the important thing to remember is, you know, I'm, uh, you know, didn't start the account or whatever because I'm not a fan. I'm a big fan. So, um, you know, everything we do will hopefully be funny, hopefully a little bit bizarre. But, you know, one of the nicest things I was ever, at least I think I was ever told by somebody in the industry was like, you're, you're kind of funny, um, but what's good is you're never mean. And that's, that's been really the goal all along. Like if right. I'm, if I'm mean or hurtful or whatever, I feel like I didn't do my job right. Right. And, um, you know, that's not the goal. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. What, what, uh, what pieces of content work are you most proud of Dave? Like, and what, and, and what's resonated the most with the NASCAR fan base? Um, it's kind of funny and, and you might actually probably, uh, relate to this, but there's almost like with uh, journalism, there's a, a Murphy's Law thing where the longer you work on something and the more research and dedication you put into it, the less it will be read. Um, you know, how um, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, very true. Life, life was much easier before you knew how often things were clicked. Right. You know, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. And so, um, yeah, you know, we've done, uh, boy, I, and the problem is, is my memory is so bad. I can't really think of specific articles or things we did. But, um, you know, we've done, for instance, uh, let's see. Yeah, there was last year when uh, Dale Jr. kind of sort of hopped in Jimmy Johnson's uh, victory lane photo at Atlanta. He just kind of jumped in. He was mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, look, Dale Jr.'s photobombing. Uh, so uh, the next day, um, after doing the weekly things, I was like, uh, let's do a little gallery of Dale Jr. photobombing people, you know, and so we <laughs> stuck them here, there, photobombing, you know, Kyle and Samantha's, uh, you know, pregnancy pics or <laughs> in the back of the Lincoln with Matthew McConaughey. And I mean, <laughs> again, it's these silly, absurd things that take you not that much time and you send them off and suddenly you get the email like, this has been clicked on 1.6 million times, Dave. And, uh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah. yeah. And how, like, how about that thing I spent three days on? Uh, 400. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, it's just, you know, it, it's the way it works. And, you know. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, there's no, I wish at this point I would have learned the formula. I don't. I don't know what it is. You yeah. know, tastes change. People find different things funny here and there. And um, like I said, at this point, I wish I would have landed on it, but. Well, oh well. As long as you're producing those seven-figure <laughs> impressions to go along from, with the three-figure impressions from yeah. time to time, yeah. yeah, from time to time. That's uh, like I, think, I, said, I think they'll let you keep your gig. I uh, hope. Can you can you think of an example of something that like you thought uh, that maybe is a personal sentimental favorite that you thought like this is great? Everybody in the world is going to click on this, and then it didn't have that impact. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, boy, they all run together. I've produced so much terrible stuff, Nate. <laughs> they really do. Um, one of the, uh, yeah, well, I'd say one of them was like, uh, most recently we did, um, it was like, it was a, Q a Q and a with the Loudon Lobster. Yeah. I, I, and I was writing this thing like, oh my, this is, this is comedic brilliance right here. <laughs> Steve Martin has nothing on this, you know, and it's, um, uh, yeah, and I, I didn't get the click numbers on it, but you know, you, when you know, I, I'm sure you do. You, know, you use that uh, use that software that shortens a link, and so mm -hmm. the you post it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you can follow along. How yeah. many people clicked on this? Yeah, and and I, I just watched it all day. I'm like, come on, people, this is funny. Yeah. This is a lobster. <laughs> come on. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess it's uh, like I said, you know, it's a matter of you know, you as as you're working on this thing, you become you know. Too much of a fan of your own work, no, and then you absolutely. think, yeah, everyone, oh, right. everyone's going to love this. No, no one really I tell did. Tell people all that 
that all the time like i wish i couldn't see uh the sausage get made yes. as much as i do now with yeah like the date like you know minute by minute updates on yeah on page view traffic exactly uh, which exactly is, which can be yeah entirely demoralizing yes. but uh <laughs> i i think it's great that 1.6 million people want to see dale jr next to matthew mcconaughey uh <laughs> in a photo that's cool uh you, you mentioned that you you got some some industry feedback um how, how well i guess first how often do you go to the track Um, I'd say we hit about maybe five or six each year. Uh, We're in Indianapolis. And so we'll do, it's nice right there because you get the Brickyard, you get Chicagoland, Michigan. Uh, Bristol's only six hours away. Kentucky's only two. So um, Mid-Ohio's two. Mm -hmm. Eldora's two. You know, so Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, good tracks to hit right around there. So, um, you know, a a lot of good day trips. And um, yeah, I'd I'd say that's about the number. So. So do you announce yourself when you're at the track, or do you introduce yourself, or do people know who you are? Do people in the industry know who you are? Do drivers know who you are? Um, some do, some do, and um, the uh, I, I've collected a bunch of spectacular reactions from you know people when they're like, "Oh, hey, you're that you're that guy," you know. Uh, I've gotten everything from. Uh, do we have a bleep button so I could tell my favorite story? <laughs> yeah. Do we, we can, have one? We can bleep stuff out. Yeah. Okay. Go good. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Usually you get you know a, a nice warm handshake. You know, even if they don't care who you are or you know know you're an idiot. Um, but uh, I'd say my, my my favorite one ever uh, is actually it was Indy car driver uh, Will Power. Yes. Um, I had a uh, had had a very funny. Um, response uh we were i was out there for um this is well before i was working for nascar digital media we were out there for uh the um a championship banquet and will won the championship that year so uh we uh, went to the banquet and the after parties there and my friend's like hey come meet will and um so we go into the vip section and will's there and you know will's very nice he's funny as heck and um you know my friend walks up he's like you know hey will i'd like you to introduce you to our guest, Dave, and, you know, was like, you know, oh, hi, pleasure to meet you. How are you? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it's kind of a loud, loud um, event. And um, my friend um, kind of, so I see him lean into Will's ear and whisper something. And Will turns and gives me this wide-eyed look and says, <laughs> get drilly. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. Oh, wow. 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 So edit that out. Edit I, that out, please. I think we can handle that. Yeah. And, uh, um, we'll, but, but we'll maintain the essence of, as he said, willpower, oh, that oh, great it was, deadpan it, sense of humor. Oh, it was hilarious. It was absolutely wonderful. Sounds um, exactly like something he would say. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he was tremendous. And, you know, again, he was very nice, very funny, just, you know. Yeah, perfect. Everything you'd expect Will to be, but yeah. um, for him it was like meeting Dave Grohl. I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It, it yeah, probably right up there. Yep, brush with with fame and greatness. Yes. So, do, do some NASCAR drivers know who you are? Oh yeah, well? lots yeah. and lots. Okay. Um, you can usually get a uh, um, hello, a handshake or whatever when you're walking through the uh, um, yeah, garage here and there. You know yeah. the um, let's say the uh, I've developed this. T- terrible habit i'm not sure if you've really experienced this but uh when you're walking through the garage some drivers are handshakers others are fist bumpers right (laughs) yeah and there's this awkward moment when people from two sides of the greeting spectrum you know one fist bumper one a handshaker try to say hello to each other and um most yeah (laughs) most recently i was uh um it was at michigan this Uh year and i was trying to say hello to uh carl edwards and um who's always been Somehow has heard of me despite not having a Twitter account. Yeah, I, I think that sort of puts the lie to the fact that maybe he's not on Twitter. Like yeah, I bet things. he's he's like one, <laughs> running one of those like you know One Direction fan accounts or something exactly. secretly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was uh, not on Twitter as Carl Edwards. No, but however, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Jonas Brothers fan dot whatever. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm exactly. Just kidding. Yeah. But he um so he he's walking to his car and I'm walking the opposite direction. He sees me. And he goes for a fist bump, right? And so I'm I'm a handshaker. And so we're like approaching each other in passing, and we what we both try to correct, you know. <laughs> I open my hand and he, you know, I'm sorry, I start to close my hand, he starts to open his, and instead of shaking Carl Edwards' hand, I wound up like tickling his palm. <laughs> it was terrible. And he's like walking away and he's like, dude, that was kind of weird, and then just laughed. I was like, 
oh my God. And I turned to my wife like, hon, I tickled his palm. You know, she's like, who? Carl Edwards. <laughs> and so um, I'm not sure if Carl listens to this or not, but if so, I'd like to say hello again to prove that I indeed know how to execute a handshake, Carl. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not just out to, you know, tickle your palm. Oh, that was terrible. That was the worst. Yeah. The I, absolute worst. I think we can fix that. We can arrange that. I hope so. And, and I sure hope so. Have the proper, proper greeting next time. I'm Dale Jarrett, NASCAR Hall of Famer and Sprint Cup champion. Join me and others weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for NASCAR America. You'll see interviews with NASCAR's biggest stars and get all the latest news. NASCAR America, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. So as you know, Dave, because we're both on Twitter, Mm -hmm. unlike Carl Edwards, (laughs) who clearly you know is... Uh, I solicited some questions. Okay. Uh, so you already have seen all these questions, but I'm, I thought I'd just throw People these actually out responded there. to that? That's crazy. Yeah, people uh, responded. The number one response, by the uh, way, was who? I was very pleased that people responded because this is at the direction of the producer of this podcast. So this uh, is the first time we're, we're trying this. I, okay, I, well, I should have done this the last 36 episodes or whatever, but, <laughs> but we're starting with you. So, um, all right. Uh, Let's see. Where to start? Um, how about an Indianapolis-centric question? Mug and bun or steak and shake? I would have to go steak and shake, uh, which is not to disrespect the mug and bun. Um, you know, the mug and bun is it's kind of the place where you have to have, um, I would say, a good month or two of, like, good cholesterol karma to <laughs> built up in you. you know, a good two months of uh, running, eating nothing but kale and fruit smoothies and so on yeah. to – counteract the sheer aortic damage you're about to do at the mug and bun. Um, so that that's more kind of an event, you know, kind of sort of deal. Okay. Uh, steak and shake you can hit whenever, and it's it's always good. It always hits a spot. Okay. So, How often do you purposely run over orange cones? Um, I don't really. I bought a car with a backup camera <laughs> for that purpose. Yeah. Related question. Uh, speaking of parody accounts, inanimate objects, yeah. uh, and uh, hidden identities. Do you know who the orange cone is? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. I believe this question came from the orange cone. Crazy. I also know who he is as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we got that out of the way. Yes. Um, We're, a lot of us aren't secret. You know, it's... It, <laughs> If you do a lot of uh, uh, if, you, if you do a little bit of research, um, it's really not hard to find out anymore. And you, you know? guys have hung out before, like at tracks, right? Like oh, Texas absolutely. Motor Speedway once had you, the Orange Cone, and a couple other guys. Oh yeah. Wonka oh, the sideshow. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, there. Are, you know, we all come from the uh, kind of sort of the same nether regions of the internet. You know, so you always <laughs> find each other. Um, yeah. No, they're all uh, wonderful dudes. Seriously, and I hope. By te- you know, basically revealing their dudes doesn't give too much of their identity away. So, um, some slightly more serious questions. Well, maybe, maybe not this one. What's it like being the second funny, second funniest person in NASCAR next to Pacris? I mean, who's going to beat Pacris? Seriously, you ever hung out with that guy? I got a few yeah. times. Jeez, yeah. it's I mean, seriously, like Red Skelton, <laughs> Steve Martin, and Richard Pryor just wrapped up into one. Seriously, the guy's a joke machine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one how- day. How many people canceled that lowered you to this level of guest desperate? Oh, I'm sorry. That's that was your question. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, and pro- actually, probably your producer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and probably NASCAR and NBC's account. Yeah. All right. Another real question. Uh, where do you get your quirky sense of humor from? Gosh, I don't really know. Um, my uh, my dad isn't particularly funny. Incredibly nice guy. He's you know he's uh, he's one of those unintentionally funny kind of people where. Um, you know, he's funnier when he's not trying. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, I mean, you know, he, he's recently started uh, watching NASCAR since I started working, you know. And he's, uh, you know, he's like, you know, you know what driver I like? I like that that Brad Kowalski. Kowalski, <laughs> you know, the, po- the Polish guy. Yeah, that's what I get. And so, uh, yeah, it's like, don't worry, Dad. And so if, if I ever uh, run into Brad at the track again, I'm actually going to ask him to sign a hero card to, uh, you know, to George, thanks for the support, the Polish guy. <laughs> Hopefully we can get that done. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, just kind of happened. Um, you know, for, for, for some reason, um, you know, I was growing up, instead of, uh, well, in addition to all the uh, the indie rock CDs, uh, we uh, <laughs> we purchased a lot of, uh, actually, I listened to a lot of George Carlin tapes growing up for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I just found it perfectly brilliant. Um, I'm nowhere, obviously nowhere close to him, but, you know, it's just more, you know. 
kind of sort of teaching you how to think and look at things differently a little bit. For inspiration, that's, that's yes, a pretty exactly. good Yes, exactly. Now, he used words that I can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. seven of them, in yes. fact, that we probably shouldn't say <laughs> on this podcast. Well, among others. Yeah, um, I already nailed one. So. <laughs> it's true. Um, last one. This is from at Cornelius V Star. I'll give them some credit because I actually kind of like this one. Uh, we kind of touched on this day, but when you started the Twitter account, did you ever dream it it would result in a job opportunity? Oh, absolutely. I, I knew the moment I signed <laughs> up. I was like, this is fame, fortune, you are mine. No. Now, again, I don't think, you know. The moment it, you tweeted Red Bull equals give you gives you wings, Red Bull racing equals gives you pink slip. Did Sorry, I? Comma, Casey. Oh, that God. was your first tweet. Oh, that's that's I tweeted that. I guess that was a reference that's to awful, Casey Nate. Mears. Oh God, that's driving terrible. for Red Bull racing at the time. That's I, like, that's just a terrible tweet, man. Can I can I delete that? Can you? Delete <laughs> it's out that? there, man. That's that's Nate. Uh, Nate you can on block your permanent record. You your, can block your first me for tweet that. right there. Oh God. Um, no, you you know, it's the thing is you know Twitter accounts are so easy to set up and you know. When you do it, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, again, forethought, pre-planning, or, you know, any sort of long-term, you know, right. track that you're playing. It's, you know, either people like it or they don't, you know. And right. um, the good part about this is if people have been, I think, kind enough, you know, to like it and tolerate it and put up with it. Um, I've I've never been accused of having, you know, incredibly high self-esteem. So, right. um, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, people continue to... Uh, you know, occasionally check it out is just phenomenal, you know. And so, you know, that's why I, the important thing to me is uh, every time we go to a race, obviously the race is important, but also um, the Jeff Gluck or Bob Hawkers tweet up. Um, I always have to go to those just, you know, to thank people for, again, you know, putting up with me for so long because they're like, hey, are you that guy? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you so much, you know, right. um, because I, it, it's horribly cliche. It really is. But, you know, if they're not if they're not clicking follow and putting up with it, then, you know, I'm not necessarily here. I'm, no, uh, I get it. I yeah, get it. I'm back at the uh, I'm back at the old job and actually paying attention to the work I'm supposed to be doing instead of being on Twitter. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- does does Twitter remain then sort of a separate outlet for you? In that way, I yeah. guess, because you said it's not, it's kind of, that's still your own voice. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it basically it's become, you know, obviously there's a lot of NASCAR stuff, but, you know, whatever you want to put on there. Right. Um, it's, um, it's funny how, like, um, you can, it's odd, like, you, you get a lot of response from other things, like, you know, the Olympics or whatever. Right. Um, you know, you can put stuff out there about other things that, uh, you know, resonate worldwide, you know, all that, uh, you know, NASCAR is pretty, you know, pretty much within the States, uh, you know, but suddenly if you, yeah. uh, again, like, like with the Olympics, if you put something good out there, then suddenly, you know, someone from, uh, you know, hung- Hungary is like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hey man, what's up, Hungary? How you doing? Um, so yeah, it's like, again, it's, it's really, it's, it's a separate entity really. It just kind of sort of, uh, you know, helped uh, uh get to this point so um right. so yeah not to uh take too serious a turn here but i saved the the tough questions for last dave mm-hmm. uh, and as we're talking about that like like twitter being that kind of outlet I, I know that sometimes rarely you will interrupt um the the musings with some serious stuff mm-hmm. um like i know like your your mother's health was was mm-hmm. one a, a few years ago yeah um Wait, is 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 why how, how does that work for you i guess is that a comfortable thing for you to do to kind of like show that other side of yourself and why is that important for you and what kind of reception did you get well you know it's basically if if you think you know i've got people paying attention you know 99% of the time it's going to be you know me being a moron but you know if if these people are paying attention and again something just kind of sort of springs up like that that you think okay this is moderately important let's get that out there um why not put it out there why not do a little bit of a psa here and there um the thing with uh i put yeah did with mom i mean that was that was just kind of sort of something i wrote the day after it happened Mm -hmm. um the the day after she passed and um you know it's i was kind of sort of sitting there thinking about the whole situation and it was you know uh if, if you didn't see it the backstory was um she uh had this lingering doctor phobia all of her life and never went, never went, never, honestly, for as long as I've been around, I could, I could not remember her going. Um, you know, obviously 
best mom in the world, but she never went. And ultimately, that's kind of, you know, what uh, what unfortunately led to her passing was, you know, when it happened, there were all these issues. And, you know, like I in the hospital, I had to tell the doctor, look, I'm sorry, you have no history to go off of. You don't have anything to go off of. I'm really sorry about that, and I wish I could help you more. And, uh, you know, they did their best, but, you know, the uh, the ending was, you know, obviously unfortunate at all. But I'm sitting there like, you know, I wonder if anybody else has kind of sort of a parent or loved one with the same, you know, medical stubbornness. I don't know what to call it. I think I think a lot of them, uh, people like of that generation, they like to shroud a phobia as like mistrust. Oh, doctors are just out to get your money when in actuality they're just afraid to go. And so... I, I just kind of sort of put this thing out there kind of therapeutically mm-hmm. about, you know, hey, look, this is this is what's going on and this is why she passed. And, yeah, again, it was just more therapeutic to put it out there. And I got a lot of responses from people who were like, my mom is the same way. My dad is the same way. And a, a few people saying, I read this and I just scheduled my first checkup in 10 years or 15 years. And so at that point, you know, it's, yeah, it's like one of the few times I actually felt that, like, wow, this account was – moderately beneficial to society <laughs> you know it's it's usually not 99.9 percent of the time it's usually not but um you know yeah it's it's just it helps like if there's an audience and you think you know there's something out there that you know if, if certain people can learn from you know th- this thing that happened then you know why not put it out there you could so. say though that i guess maybe that's a, a manifestation of what the whole thing is supposed to be about which mm-hmm. is that if you're of the mindset that humor uh, can be like kind of a great uniter can kind oh, of yeah. bring us all together in some ways that that's a, a great example. Of oh that. yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, I think really, you know, certain situations hit you, they arise, whatever. And I think a lot of people laugh at many more things than they publicly admit to. Uh-huh. I really do. And, um, if that's like your first response and if it's therapeutic, then great, you know? Right. And, you know, there's really, like that if, it, if it's come to a serious top if it comes to grieving this or that there's there's no real rule book on how to get over it you know uh so you know put it out there and i mean just a little story and as an example to what you just said um at her uh at her service a couple days later you know we were still pretty shocked because it was kind of a unexpected um my brother went to the uh um funeral home because we were kind of setting up a photo slideshow of her life and you know it's a it's a funeral parlor with um two or three rooms and so he went into where my mom's was well the the room adjacent was not ready and so we don't know who it was but boris was in my mom's room <laughs> we don't know who boris was and so my brother's texted me he's like so i'm trying to set up this slideshow but I got Boris here staring at me, you know? And so I was like, well, did he like the slideshow? And he goes, I was disappointed. I didn't get much of a response. So basically, Boris was, you know, lying there waiting to be moved into the adjacent room. And so little little therapeutic things like that, you know? It's, uh, I think, you know, I don't know if society or, you know, whatever societal, societal norms tell you, oh, you shouldn't laugh at that. If you laugh at it, laugh at it. It's therapeutic. It gets you yeah. through things. Laughter so. is the best medicine. Ab- it, absolutely. It, it really absolutely. Yes. Um, don't want a complete down note, although I would I would argue that wasn't such a down note. Okay. That there, was, there was actually some, some good in I that. hope so. That was, I hope so, and so I, I hope people take something from that. But um, we, we, can, we can wrap up where we started. Uh, going back to Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said the next time you see him at the track, do you guys still talk? Or, or? Yeah, I mean, okay. every now and then. It's not, I mean, you know, it, it's... You know, I think uh, want to be clear. Like, you know, we're, we're not really best buds with any of the guys we got. What we have. Well, when I was doing the research, I happened to notice it seemed like you guys interacted every, yeah, quite every, a bit prior every, to yeah. that. I owe a lot. I mean, I owe a lot to the guy. It's, um, you know, what it is. It's a lot of uh, cool drivers out there who are, you know, nice enough to tolerate you and say hello to you. You know, yeah, yeah, and all, yeah. uh, and um, uh, yeah. If you know, if I see him, you know, I'll. Say hello. You know, he he knows me, he who mm-hmm. I am. He knows who my wife is. You know, yeah. It's uh, very friendly, and like I said, I owe I owe a lot of this to uh, to him, really. You know, so um, so yeah. Now that said, you know, I'm not inviting myself over for dinner or anything like that. <laughs> Although I, I am free tomorrow, Brad. I am. I <laughs> and like, he's in the Charlotte area. Right I like now. I like yeah. peas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, it's just uh, like again, it's 
driver's kind enough to, you know, occasionally self-efface, have some fun, interact with you on social media, you know, and say hi to you in the garage. Um, it's, you know, I mean, if that's all it ever winds up being, then great. You know, yeah. I'm perfectly content with that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, regardless, man, um, you, you've made us all laugh now for going on over six years. Five minutes. Two months. Okay, or, right. or the last 44 <laughs> minutes. So um, yep. keep the keep up the good work. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, uh, usually you blur out your face in photos. I'm, I'm going to just put it out there right now. We're not going to electronically or digitally alter your voice. So, Oh, no, that's I'm not. People are going to be able to find you. I'm and, not a mob informant, Nate. You don't got to do that. It's all good. And uh, <laughs> I have to say, as, as I always do whenever I do one of these, I got to have to thank you and NASCAR and NBC for lowering your standards far enough to allow me on <laughs> this podcast. Usually, like I said, if, if I'm there, uh, it's it either means you're out of people or about twenty people canceled. That's that that's that's generally when I show up. So and yeah. ne- neither was true in this case. We, oh my gosh! We, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for doing <laughs> this. Well, thank you very much. I Enjoy. appreciate it. Our thanks again to at NASCAR Chasm, also known as Dave, for joining us. Thanks as well to Brad Norman and Tim Clark at NASCAR Digital Media for helping coordinate and schedule the conversation. Thanks to Mike Miller uh, as well at NBC Sports for also helping out with that. And thanks, as always, to Tess Quinlan for producing the NASCAR NBC podcast. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes for automatic downloads of new episodes. And as always, the NASCAR NBC podcast also is available on Audioboom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Virtually any method of listening to a podcast, you're going to be able to find the NASCAR NBC podcast. And also check out those places for the NBC Sports podcast lineup. Uh, Joe Posnanski had another new episode out last week on the podcast, which I enjoyed. Highly recommend checking out the entire NBC Sports podcast lineup. If you have ideas for guests, suggestions, questions about the NASCAR NBC podcast, you're welcome to send feedback to me on Twitter. I'm at Nate Ryan. That's my name, at Nate Ryan. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.